Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. All right. Okay. We're here, and we're back. Episode 73. 73. 73. Oh, God. It's episode 73. Oh. Wobbly sausage. It's Fred and Rose, the Cunt McNuggets, part uh, three. I've, I don't like them. You know what bothers me most about them is that they are fucking disgusting people from the word go. Go. I almost threw up. Like, I usually don't have a problem reading everything. Like, I'll get upset a little bit. Like, oh, God, that's horrible. Yesterday and the day before, I, f- I was reading and I almost threw up because it was horrible. So just have that warning when you're going into this. And we will warn you before that part in case you need to skip ahead 15 seconds. Yeah. You can do so because... Fuck them. Ugh. The book, the piece of shit book that I hate <laughs> is called An Evil Love, The Life of Frederick West by Jeffrey Wanzell. I don't it's, like it. It's because it's so intense and it's so detailed and graphic. There is no downtime in this motherfucker. It is bam, 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 bam. Just because that's how they were. Like, it, there is no downtime. So... There was a, a recent post of an interview where the daughter said that they may have killed upwards of 30 people. Mm-hmm. So, so. I, so that goes back to our theory, though, that there's another grave somewhere that they haven't found. It wasn't just in the garden of mm-hmm. Cromwell Street. There's somewhere else that they were. I think there's one in that one flat. I think they were in Scotland then. Where he had the little special spot in his garden for whoever, but now there's a highway there, so they can't tear it up and find out. I think there's some people's in there, because he did Anne McFall's dismembering and everything way too, like... It was precise. It was clean. It was expertly done. It wasn't a first-time job. (laughs) No, that way... You would... One would think... Okay, and this is speculation station. One would think that if it was your first time chopping up a body, dismembering, and then putting it in the dirt, that there would be jagged cuts or chops or it wouldn't be as meticulous and calculated the way that it was. And they said she had a couple of nicks, but a couple of nicks are going to happen when you're doing shit like that. Right. But God damn it. Also, I wanted to mention, last week we kept calling it Moms and Murders because it's that's like our favorite, one of our other favorite podcasts is Moms and Murders. So, it's really car, c- card. It's really card. Murderers and their mothers. Murderers right? and their moms. And their moms. Mm-hmm. I still don't fucking know what it's called. But, <laughs> but I know what it's not. <laughs> yeah, right? I know what it isn't. So... Before we get started, though, let's uh, tell you how you can support us so we can continue with this podcast. Go to our Age of Radio page, which is ageofradio.org backslash color me dead backslash. There you will find a spot for our Patreon. And underneath that, you can listen on there too. And at the very bottom, you will see all of our sponsors. We have 
not all of our sponsors, but some of them. We have Loot Crate, Loot Wear, Onnit, and Blue Apron. At the moment, we are trying to get more because these things cost to produce. So anything you guys can do to help, even if you get a Loot Crate shirt, that's going to help us out. And, 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 um, just so you know, my stutter has gotten exponentially worse the last little while and I don't know why. <laughs> um, um, no, it, it right there. Uh, I actually haven't had, my stutter hasn't been this bad in a moment and I don't know why, I don't know if it's my stress level or what the hell. Your brain's going so fast. You're like, ah. But when I was in Salt Lake, I was trying to have a conversation with my brother in the truck and I got stuck on the word well and I was like, whoa, 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 and just started stuttering. And he's all, today, Junior. And I was like, fuck you. But every penny helps, even if it's just a dollar. Like if a thousand people donated a dollar a month, uh, uh, one dollar, one. Yeah, that and seriously would make the biggest difference for us because we have to spend time and effort and just to write the episodes, buying books, buying research material, buying office supplies, you know, buying merch to send out to our Patreons. All of that stuff is what comes out of our pocket, and we want to be able to produce better, longer, more. Yes. And so every penny helps. So if you can help us out, definitely check us out on Patreon. Um ageofradio.org backslash color me dead backslash backslash uh, yeah I was gonna say something oh anybody that's our Patreon is now gonna get well when they get here we'll be getting the order of the chalk line stickers they and are you coming you guys will get those you got those are Patreon exclusive so if you want some you're gonna have to like get it get in on at least a dollar mm-hmm. that's what you gonna do and just so you know uh, we are getting those um, and a few other new ones. He Stickers. Uh-huh. All right. So in the last two episodes, we talked about Frederick, his upbringing, along with his first wife, first murders, blah, blah, blah. If you didn't listen to that shit, go, go back. back. Because I don't want to retell it because I fucking hate them. Go back. Do yourself a favor. Go back and listen. <laughs> listen to episode 71. I don't know where I was going there. I was trying to copy yours, and but in my mind I wanted to be British, and I don't know what the fuck happened. Go listen to episode 71 and 72, 72. and you will get caught the fuck up, and you will be as hateful as we are right now. Because I've... I've <laughs> if there's anybody I hate more than Fred West right now, it is no one. It's It's Rose. It's... I have a really hard time because there's about six, six serial killers, like right off the top of my head, um, that I can say I, I genuinely, these people make my stomach turn. And if I were ever face to face with that person, I might actually try to chew their heart out of their chest. Right. And with Fred, I think what gets me is that he is always horrible. Everything about him is horrible. Turn your mic around. You're backwards again. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No wonder. I, it, I sounded quiet in my ear, but I was like, fuck, is that me? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, we've done it. Sorry. Oops, I did it again. I played with my mic. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I played with my mic and fucked it all up. Oh, baby. Now that's in my head. Now that we've got had our Britney 
moment. Moment. Just yeah. Corporate accounts, Nina speaking. Just a moment. Just a moment. Okay, so sorry. Okay, now that we've had our microphone malfunction. Every fucking time, dude. Yes. Angel, do me a favor. Don't fucking touch things. Well, I even look at it and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then I don't notice until later when I look at the screen and I'm like, it's Good. not very big. Oh, it's not. <laughs> That's what she said. Right? Me. You don't want to hear her say that yet. Tee. All right. So when we left... Um, we left right after Rena had been murdered, dismembered, and buried in Letterbox Field, which was close to Anna. The night he he grilled Rena. Okay. Oh my God! Is this how this is gonna go? <laughs> this is this is it. The microphone's <laughs> fucked up. Angel can't quit stuttering, and I can't pronounce fucking words. I'm going to add R's to words that don't have R's. <laughs> the night he killed Rena, he went back home to Rose. He had been calling her his wife for a few months now. She's been like, oh, I'm I'm Mrs. Fred West. No, you're not. Yeah. Ew. I don't, I'm married and I don't call myself Mrs. Spencer Mays. I would, no. no. I have a fucking name. Yeah. Please call me by it. They both told the story after that that Charmaine and Rena had gone off together to either Scotland, London, or Saudi Arabia or India or some other some other country they're not here they're anymore. not on this continent anymore no but they are they're in the ground because you're a fuck nobody had any reason not to believe them though because Rena was always like running off on him well, she was and, a drifter yeah and so she would come and go and go and yeah Ugh, Go and come. Sorry, that's too much. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. I know it was very true. It was horribly she, true. She used to come and go and go and come. Well, <laughs> it kind of was her job. It, yes, it was. Oh, that was foul. I know. Like sometimes I, we say things, and I'm like, mm. I'm disappointed in myself right <laughs> I'm, now. I'm not mad, but it's funny. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> God, we are horrible, horrible people. It's like that scene out of Super uh, Superstar. You're horrible, <laughs> and she slept there. Slam your door, open it. You're horrible. <laughs> oh, lardy. Um, even child services though believed them because Charmaine had told them repeatedly, like on many accounts, that she wanted to be with her mom rather than with Rose because Rose was such a raging fucking cunt. So child services was like, okay, cool. We'll we'll mark that one off the books. That's one less thing I got to check on every week. Right. Rose called her school and told her that she had gone to London with her mother to be close to her family. Like, at least pick one place. Make your fucking lie a little bit more complete and consistent because that's how you get caught. If you're going to tell a story, tell it fucking right and tell the same story every time. Well, except they obviously did it right for 20 some years. Because I just think that nobody did their balance, like checks and balances. Uh-uh. Nobody called like, okay, so she's in London. Let's call a family member there or let's see if we can get in mm-hmm. touch with Rena. Let's make sure that she's still enrolled in school. Are she, like, is she okay? Nobody did anything. There was no follow up. There was no follow through. There were no checks and balances. They didn't give a shit. It was yeah. just one less thing they had to fucking deal with. All right, sweet. So we don't have oh, to do so, this back and forth anymore. So like they tell the neighbor and like, didn't CPS think that it might be a good idea to mm, question, interview or even check in with the neighbors? So if a neighbor was like, well, I thought they were in India and they're like, oh, well, we were told she was in London. You guys don't think it was a good idea to maybe just double check? 
Right? And I wonder if she told the school the same thing that she told child services or if she just if, or if they were just like well they left here they're not here anymore so child services was like all right well they're, that's out of my jurisdiction <laughs> i don't give a fuck where they at i think it was just like that sense of relief of i don't gotta do it yeah because there's there are employees in the system now that are pretty much the same way oh look one less fucking thing i gotta do yeah i'll send that over to wherever and they yeah. can deal with case it. closed bye Hi. Here's some fucked upness, though. Um, nobody knows how long after Charmaine died that she was buried. I don't think we talked about that last week because it was it, it's all still unknown. Like, when did they wait a little while? Was she dead for a while? And then they and you, I don't know. And it we'll, doesn't say. No. And we'll get into because neither one of them would tell. But we'll get into a little bit more of that probably on the next episode of how they found out the timeline of when she died. After those two murders, though, Fred and Rose acted completely normal, like... Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. They they left. I didn't want the kid because it wasn't mine anyway because Rose fucking hated her because she wasn't her kid. And did awful mean shit to her. Well, they ended up meeting a little 19-year-old young mother of two that lived next to them named Liz I'm going to fuck up her last name. Agius. It's A-G-I-U-S. How the hell would you say that? Agius. A-G-I-U-S. Yeah. I have overanalyzed it way too much. Agius? Agius? Who knows? It's probably like... I don't know. Brown or something. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, she was soon babysitting for them here and there. She'd come over and watch her kids with their kids and whatever. One time, Fred and Rose came home early in the morning after being out all night and Liz was babysitting for them. And Liz was like, oh, did you guys have a good time? Like thinking that they just went to the bar or whatever. And Fred told her they'd been out picking up women and they're like, oh, we're just out cruising for chicks, basically. And she was like, ha ha, you're funny. Thought it was a real joke. Like, am I right? Oh, that's cute. Which I would I would probably laugh if you and Spencer were like, I'd be like, did you have fun? Yeah, we were out trolling for chicks. I'd be like, nice. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go to bed. All the kids are asleep. <laughs> like, fucking out of here. Yeah. But this happened often with them. I know you're surprised about that. Fred and Rose were totally... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're surprised by this. I know this. you're surprised. I am. They were totally honest about the things they did with young women, and Liz always thought they were joking. Like, they would say that they brought a chick home to have sex with them both, and they, and she was like, oh, okay. Also, um, Fred would always tell her, or no, Rose would always tell Liz how bad Fred wanted to bang her, and Liz was like, ha ha, okay, and Rose was like, no, it's cool, I'm fine with it, he can bang you. And she's like, all right, this is weird. So Liz would just, like, deny any of their advances. But she was still friends with them. Because she, she was 19 and young. But I think Rose at the time was only 18 still. So they're, like, the same age. So it was, like, a friendship. You know, it wasn't like a... Because in my mind, half the time I have to remind myself that Rose is only 18. That she's... Yeah, she's quite a bit younger than good old Freddie Blue Eyes. You know, he, he's so nasty. Um... Fred told her that he wanted to tie her up and if she wanted he could tie she could tie him up 
Like, I don't know how she resisted. Would you resist if old Freddie said that? That I could tie him up? He wants to tie you up, and then you could tie him up if you want to. Know me first. I, <laughs> I get to do you first. I'm going to tie you up, and I'm going to fucking kill you, you piece of shit. I, wa- I want it to be that scene, like, in Desperate Housewives, where she ties homeboy up to the bed. Yeah. Because he kept changing the channel. <laughs> and so she, like... She seduces him, puts him in bed, handcuffs, or like ties him up, and then goes downstairs and turns the TV up on her show really loud so she can't hear him <laughs> screaming, and sits and eats bonbons all afternoon and just leaves him tied up. That Why would kind not? of be me, except I would probably shit. Shit. She'd <laughs> probably shit on him, too. <laughs> Ugh. I would probably stick something sharp and sandpapery up his tender little asshole. Right, I would be like, okay, what if, well, what's going to happen here is I'm going to tie you up and then I'm going to practice my knife throwing. <laughs> Put this apple in your mouth. <laughs> Let's do this. Some William Tell shit. <laughs> it went on his head. <laughs> no, well, it's going in your fucking mouth. Yes. yes. Put it in your mouth. You my fucking mouth. mouth. Sorry. So one day, th- this part really fucks with me, okay? One day, they invited her over for tea. Okay. Well, they had drugged her tea with sleeping meds, whatever, to knock her out. And all she remembers is coming to with no clothes on. Nice. And she was in bed with Fred and Rose. So I'm going to assume they probably gave her some kind of sedative, maybe not a sleeping pill, but something to make her very, very compliant. And if she wasn't... Well, I don't know. She may have been all the way out and they took her clothes off and they just took advantage of her while she was completely out of it, but... Well, because then she just, like, got up and got dressed and went home. Like, and, but then they were still friends. I would be like, I, things got weird, so I'd rather not be your If friend. I woke up nude in bed with two people that I had previously declined that kind of activity with, I would have called the police. Yeah, and she, I don't know. I don't know if they don't have all the details or whatevs, but that, that was just fucking weird to me. So, by now, Rose is 18. She's pregnant with baby number two. And they really, really wanted a boy. They kept, like, had this little fantasy of, we're just going to get married and be happy and have our little boy. Yes. Um, They were finally able to get married, though, without her parents' consent. I Okay, what I wonder is with Rena, how did they let him marry Rose, too? Like, so Fred and Rose got married January 29th, 1972. I got a little ahead of myself there. Sorry. But they let them get married. So what What about Rena? So I know that in different situations, there's actually a thing that it's basically like abandonment of marriage. Yeah. So I wonder if it was something like that because it never says anywhere. Uh-uh. I was like, what the shit? <laughs> not in this book, not in the other book, and not in the documentaries uh-huh. that I watched. It never says anything. So I'm wondering... I know that in, like, uh, Utah, California, Idaho, Washington, and a couple other states, they've got, and it might be all, but anyway, they've got a thing where if a person abandons a marriage after X amount of time, which I think it's actually two years, it's either 18 months or two years, if they abandon the marriage, then you can actually have the marriage annulled or like get a divorce. Okay. And the the judge will actually grant you the annulment or the divorce based on the fact that that person has cut off all communication, disappeared and abandoned the marriage. So, yeah. That makes sense. 
Because so, like, I'm thinking it was fuck? yeah, I'm thinking it was something like that. But yeah, no, it never says in any uh-uh. any of the docu or any of the documentation. Documentation. Yeah, because I have documentation on this shit. No, it never I have says in any of the, the documentation. <laughs> it's right here. No. Let me show you my papers. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, um, let me say um anyway. So um, let me say them all at once. Mary. It's believed that Fred wanted to marry her, not because he was in love and wanted to have this family, because clearly they're fucking everybody else under the sun. But it's because he thought his wife would never testify against her husband. Because they now have secrets. Well, yeah. Because his first couple, the first murders that we know of are, like, she didn't really know about it. Or they weren't, like, together. Yeah, they they didn't do it as, like, a duo. It was just him. Yeah, Charmaine and Rena, they were both in on it. It was a bonded experience. Mm -hmm. They've now done it together. But just, just as an FYI, like, for listeners and whatnots that are polyamorous or swingers like hey we're not shitting on you guys like oh, you no, guys not at all you guys do what you want to do man if it feels yeah. good do it like if, if you all if you all are good with it be good with it we're good with it we yeah. just talk shit on these guys yeah i was gonna say i'm not <laughs> shitting on anybody else out there except for these two we're just shitting on these guys especially yeah. when they drug people Yes. Just like, saying. All, all of my comments are towards them. And Xanax is not consent. <laughs> no, it is not. Sorry, it's not funny. It was That it's was my nervous not. laugh. Right? <laughs> like, well, I know. So I, I Well, I can't help it. Like, motherfucker drugged her tea and then took off all her clothes and took advantage of her. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe we should have an extra disclaimer for this episode because it makes us extra uncomfortable and upset. So the dark humor and the oh, inappropriate the, the shit is going to be through the fucking yeah. roof. Sorry, guys. I, I do that, which it's it's wildly inappropriate, and especially in a public setting when people say fucked up shit and then I giggle and they look at me like I'm possessed by the devil. I promise I only do it because I get nervous or it's that awkward like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's because we don't know how to deal with our emotions like... A grown-up should. I use humor to deflect situations exactly. of tension, and then I laugh. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, that's what we're used to. So we're going to fast forward to Rose being six months pregnant. Fred's working two jobs, mostly to stay busy, but also to provide for his ever-growing fucking family. His pull-out game is weak. <laughs> weak. One night he came home early from work and found Rose having tea with Liz. Why? Like, please. Why would you drink tea there after fucking that? Anyway, th- I, dude, that's on I her. don't know. Ugh. Apparently, he was pissed off because he didn't have enough work and had to go home early. So he was like in a bad mood. So he grabs a handcuff and slaps it on Liz and was like, no, I fucking got you. And Rose was like, oh, no, take that off. And so he did and giggled and took it off. Like, all right. Yeah, that's completely normal. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. No, no, let's still be friends. But a few days later, Liz introduces them to her husband finally because he works. He worked like out of town, so he wasn't there very often. And Fred got fucking pissed. And he told her that he was upset that her husband got to have her and he didn't. Well, that's kind of what a husband does. Like, I don't know if you know this, but um, when you get married... Like usually you're pledging yourself to that one person forever. Yeah, and that's what Liz was doing. She had clearly married this man to be with him forever and didn't really want to be with anybody else. 
But he also told Liz that he was going to kill her husband. And she... She took it as a joke. That's Again. definitely something that you say when you're meeting people for the first time, their spouses. So when they leave the room, you should definitely say things like, I'm going to fucking kill your husband. Dude, some guy told Clint he was going to kill him once a couple years ago. And we were at the bar. And if my chest did not puff out, I know I could not take this guy to save my life. Like, he lifts all the weights. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't. And... I was so fucking mad. I was like, you motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, don't know. Dude, you've seen me square up with just about everybody. And that's that's the prue in me. I fear nothing except for my mother and my older brother. Right. And spiders. But and, other, spiders. and spiders. But I've squared up with people six times my size and been like, fuck you, dude. You know what? You might kick my ass, but I'm going to keep getting up and I'm going <laughs> right? to keep fucking fighting until you knock me the fuck out. And I swear to God, I might get some decent licks in there. So brace your fucking self because you're, I'm fucking, I'm going to rock you like a hurricane. That was me that night. Like, I know that I cannot beat you and I know that he could, but. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Like, I had to get picked up and pulled I'm, away with my feet a kicking yeah, like a dude, motherfucker. I'm, I'm fucking scary, Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Do not threaten certain people. I will kill you. I, well, I might not kill you. <laughs> I'm going to try, though. <laughs> I want it to be like that scene out of fucking Family Guy where Stewie grabs that beer bottle and breaks it over the table and starts fucking, <laughs> right. where's my buddy, bitch? Like, that would be me. Yeah. Even the bums outside were like, Jesus Christ, because it was downtown Salt Lake. Like, I was... I wasn't even that drunk. Oh, I remember I just that. Got fucking pissed. The bums were like, "Whoa, dude!" Because the one guy comes up and he's like, "Do you have a lighter?" I was like, "Do I look like I have a motherfucking lighter?" <laughs> I was so fucking mad. Anyway, moving on. Rose was still prostituting in the evening, even though she was six, six months, months pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> what? Dude, There's a that's, lot of guys that are into that, though. You know what is really filthy is how much danger you actually put your unborn child in like if you if you actually contracted like syphilis or gonorrhea or something like that that would put your child at risk for deformity for mental retardation Mm -hmm. for a lot of different things and i just think jesus man you wanted that baby and you wanted a son but you're gonna put him at risk right damn dude I know. I didn't. I this don't is why I know y'all either. are dumb as hell. I know. Well, she's a little dozy. Dozy, rosy, and st- I, I, I think they're both just. They're <laughs> horrible. They are horrible people. They make me want to. Uh. Many of the people that she was prostituting to were from the bus garage. Um, Fred's friends. People from a local pub. Um, the neighbors knew that she was doing that, but they didn't really care. They only cared when they got too loud. Fred's yeah. friends. Fred's like, friends. wait, I'm I'm sorry, but that's just <laughs> the landlord. Got to pay that rent, though. You know what I mean. You got to fucking do what you got to do to survive, I suppose. Right. Uh, Fred would stay to make sure that she was okay. Like, when, okay, so when people came in, his friends or whoever the fuck, he would make sure that she was okay till she got undressed, and then he would finger quote leave when in well, all reality he was looking through the keyhole at first i'm like <laughs> do you like that does yeah, that make that's, you realize that, better that, does that help you understand what i'm talking about when i put my fingers in a point like a steeple above my microphone <laughs> and stare at you through it <laughs> that makes you know what i mean right that must have been a big motherfucking keyhole there's some in my house are you using? there there were some in my 
in my house that we actually replaced that had some had pretty big, big key holes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, after they were done, he would come and ask if he could join in. Oh, Lord. I know. He would ask if he could join in. And he would tell her, like, if, before he had come back, he, he wanted her to talk dirty and be very loud when they banged. Like, this is just weirded me out a little bit. All of it. Mm, I guess at least he knew what he wanted. Right? Very specific. And, like, how how exactly would you were you going to join in? Was it going to be one in the butt and one in the, like, one in the pink and one in the stink? Or was it going in her mouth? I call butthole. (laughs) I'm just, and it's six months pregnant. I just, I'm trying to wrap my brain around all this. And I just said pink and stink. And I kind of wished I hadn't. But gross. Do you wonder, okay, I just had an extra thought. Right. <laughs> I wonder how her labor was. Because you know how when they say, if you wanted to go into labor, you you bang? Cause um, no, I don't know because I've never been pregnant. I've never been in labor. No, but you've been around us. We've been pregnant and in labor. I know, but I I didn't. I you thought didn't you know were, that? No, I thought you were supposed to like go for walks or like do fucking squats. Or... And bang. Because apparently whatever happens when you have a an orgasm it helps... Well, yeah, because your Further, muscles are contracting yeah. and shit. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So I, I could never get that, and it was. I'm like, fuck me now, penis me. <laughs> I don't he know. He's like, I'll hurt the baby. No. Yeah, I know. I've never been pregnant, and I didn't God know that was a it. thing. There was. There are lots of things I didn't know about my own anatomy. So yeah, you don't, don't know. It's it's all right that you don't know some things. There were things that I learned that I was like, oh my god, I wish I didn't know that. We're getting off. Ta- we're getting off track. Us. Oh, how that happened. New. Squirrel hunt. <laughs> the squirrels are beautiful today. The neighbors were more concerned about their fighting than their loud banging. And Fred, Fred was like, I'll do what I want. Of course. He even built onto the flat. Okay, they're, they are renting this flat. And I'm forever going to call it a flat. Even though I know it's an apartment in our words, it's a flat forever. Well, it's kind of like a cart. Yeah, our world is a trolley for them. Yeah. And so now I'm just going to say trolley all the time. Yeah, there's many words that I'm adopting. Many. Many. Anyway, but he had a good relationship with the landlord. Oh, back to what I was saying. He was like, just started building onto this flat. Like he built onto the back. He built onto the bathroom or something. Just like, just kept building onto it. Like didn't ask or anything. But the landlord lord was cool with it. He was like, all right, because I get to fuck your wife. Whatevs. Build on whatever you want. Do whatever you like. Rose had her second child, May, June, on June 1st, 1972. May, June. Spelled M-A-Y, June. But (laughs) she later changed it to M-A-E. Shortly after she had the baby, though, like, shortly, I mean, like, within hours of having the baby, their landlord suggested that they move out. Which I thought was a dick move at first, but then I found out it's because he told them that there was a house, like, right around the block that was sectioned off as different sections, but it's being sold as all one house. And he even loaned them the money for the down payment. Well, Rose didn't know any about anything about this. From what I gathered, Rose didn't know anything about it while she was in the hospital because he left her there for four fucking days. Who? Huh? Like, I know it's the 70s, but 
I only ever stayed overnight with my kids. I had to do, I had all of mine in the middle of the night, so I'd have to stay the day that I was birthing and then the next night and then go home. But I never had to stay four days, so I don't know what the fuck was going on there. She was probably bleeding profusely from that wallered out fuckhole. God, I can imagine. They're like, how do we close it? Fuck. <laughs> They're just like Make shoving fucking wads of paper towels up there. <laughs> like, Jesus, God. What do you do? You're only 18. Mother of God. But while she's waiting in the hospital for four days for Fred to come and pick her up, he never shows up. So he, she ends up checking herself out of the hospital, goes back to their flat where fucking Fred is not, but the kids are. Because they have Anna Marie and Heather at the time. They're home and they're like dirty as fuck and hungry. So they're like, uh, she's like, I know where he is. Goes to the neighbor's house and he's over there fucking the neighbor. And when she caught him, he was just like, nah. like the dirty Fred West evil smile. Dude, that big toothy fucking weird grin. Ugh. Even, like, I, I know that they have, like, an open relationship, but even she was pissed. I would be, too, if I'm sitting in there, like, get me out of the hospital. <clears throat> Take me home, at least, and then you can go to somebody else. I don't know. At least be courteous enough to come pick me and your fucking child up. Girl. Right. Damn it. God damn it. By late July, they had closed on this house, and it's the ish, ishes. Ishes? This is the famous house. 25 Cromwell Cromwell Street. Street. You will hear that word way too often. (laughs) Nobody wants to go there. The first person they took to show said house to was Liz. Liz, stop. Liz, do me a favor. off. Do me a favor. Pull your head directly out of your ass. If you need to, take a big, deep breath and grab your knees, brace for impact, and yank that motherfucker out because you're a dumbass. Yes. That... And she learned how much of a dumbass she was. Anyway, when they took Liz there, they were telling her that they were going to rent rooms to single mothers that were on social social security so that they ensured that they got paid. Uh, the house was a three-story, semi-detached home, and all of the rooms had been separated, at like sectioned off so that they could be rented out separately. Fred started to take Liz into the cellar. <laughs> when he told her, yeah, he told her as they're going down there, it would be a good playroom for the kids, and if it were soundproofed, that it would be a good torture chamber. Those are the words that I want to hear while I'm down in a dank, dirty basement. With Fred West. With somebody that drugged me and potentially raped me. Yes. <laughs> and so she was on her way down the stairs to the cellar when he said that, and then she was like, nope, fuck it, I'm out. She finally, finally... Pulled her head out of her ass. Thank Jesus. And left. Um, the cellar, though, was the reason that he bought this house. It was exactly what he wanted it to be. He made it to where nobody could get in or out unless he knew about it. It was dark. He put a lock on the door, and he and Rose had the only two keys. She wore hers around her neck, so she always had it. Mm-hmm. The house was all run down, but Fred didn't really give a shit about that because all he cared about was the cellar. In the fall, he started renovating the house. It was his pride and joy. He stole things from all of his workplaces, the places he was working or off the side of the street and to help improve the house. And he spent all of his time and money on it and stolen shit. 
he cared about it more than he cared about his family. Obviously. Obviously. Rose wanted to make sure that... (laughs) Rose was like, listen, motherfucker, this is my house too. And she wanted her own bedroom with that was separate from him so that she could do work entertain entertain <laughs> that's that's exactly what i was getting ready so she could entertain her house guests entertain entertain and she made <laughs> yeah she made sure that he gave her what the fuck he wanted she wanted why do i do that i don't know i do it too <laughs> that last episode when you're like he she he she <laughs> i was like oh god oh, oh god. god i fucked it up So she wanted to make sure that he wasn't taking her for granted and decided that it was a good idea to just pack up the two youngest kids and take off to her mom and dad's house. Well, I guess they'd left and she'd left Anna Marie there, Anna Maria, and it was on a Sunday where they usually did certain things together. So by 5 p.m. when she hadn't showed up. Fred knew where she went. So he went back. He went to her mom and dad's house to talk to her and be like, bitch, come home. (laughs) And when Fred got to their house, her dad was like, she left you because you treat her like a schoolgirl." And Fred told him to tell Rose that he was going to go sit in the van for 10 minutes. And he was going to wait for her. And if she wasn't back in the van in 10 minutes, then he was going to leave and another woman was going to be in her bed that night. Could you imagine <clears throat> saying that? Could you imagine? To, to your <laughs> wife's father. Father, yes. I can only imagine what would happen if someone said that to my dad. <laughs> like, he might have some back problems right now, but he can be a spry motherfucker if he needs to. <laughs> He'll kill you. Rose was in the van within four minutes. <laughs> and her dad was like, don't go. Fuck him. She told him, I know him. You don't. There's nothing he won't do, including murder. And at the time, they didn't take her seriously. I See, there are so many different insta- instances that I could like pull out of my ass right now about things people have said to other people in situations of fear, tension, panic, whatever. And they just completely disregard it and look over those big red flag warning signs of bad shit. Right? Like, they should have been caught a long fucking time ago. They all but tell everybody what they're fucking doing. And sometimes they do tell people, like... Oh, Maybe yeah, we should stop your... joking about murder then because... Right. One day somebody's going to call the policia and send them to my house and be like... You know, she's constantly joking about murder and drowning her kids. And, you know, maybe you should, like, keep an eye on that one. (laughs) Oops. Even though she had a temper, he still ran the show. He loved the monster that he was, that, that Rose was becoming. He was creating a monster with Rose. And he absolutely fucking loved what he was creating. Yeah, he was molding her into exactly what he wanted. (laughs) Sorry. I was giving you some background. (laughs) (laughs) but no that's exactly what he was doing like i i think like fucking valley girl Um, i think that there are a lot of men and women that have that that predisposition when they get into a relationship that some like a fixer-upper some like those ones that are very like they're very malleable and and moldable and they can turn them into exactly what they want mm mm-hmm 
Well, and in this case, Fred wanted that and Rose wanted to be that. She knew going into it. She was like, I will be what he wants me to be. No. Well, and she was, I'm not going to say impressionable, but she was, um, she was like a good dog, dude. She was easy to train. Right. And yes, there was even a part in there that we talked about last week where she was like, I'll do what he wants. I will be better than Rena. I will do all the things that Rena did, only I'm going to do them better because that's what he obviously wants. Um, she really looked nice. We posted some pictures. If you're not on Facebook, Google a picture of her when she was younger. She actually did look like a really nice girl, the one where she's sitting on his lap and she's like 17. Mm-hmm. She actually reminded me a little bit of a dark-haired Twiggy. Remember that model, like the Mod Squad models? No. And the in the late 50s and into the 60s, yeah. there was a, a supermodel named Twiggy. Very slender, had the same kind of haircut, that same kind of look about her. But uh, she was actually a pretty cute little girl. She was. But she was a fucking beast from hell because she was always beating the fuck out of Anna Marie. Uh, she put her hands in boiling water and Anna Marie says she still has a, a scar on her finger from where Rose, Jesus, from where Rose knifed her. Mm-hmm. That's another one I'm adopting. I'm not saying cut anymore. I'm going to knife you. I'm going to knife you. Yeah. Yeah. She just like reached over and poked a nice big hole in her finger with a, like a, a steak knife. What the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. When Anna Marie complained to Fred, he would just laugh because he was like so excited about this fucking Frankenstein he was making. About this budding fucking murderer. Oh, God. Well, I mean, by all accounts, he literally has somebody who's got violent tendencies, is not afraid to commit murder, will bang, will bang to create income. And allows him to bang other people. So in his estimation, he has the perfect bride. Yeah. That's all he's ever wanted. <sighs> Fucking yucky. He worked- Yachtney. <laughs> <laughs> he worked on the house nonstop. He separated the cellar into three different rooms. The one in the back was for his tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. There was a middle room, and then the front room was for for the kids to play in. Like, yeah, because that's a great no. place for the kids to play, where you torture and maim and rape and fucking dismember. But it's things. not the same room. It's <clears throat> like they're, they're right next. Oh to no, each other, I, I, so it's I, fine. No, I I separated them out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We've got it's fine. We can lock them down there if they're being too loud. It's cement. We can fucking spray it off. Like what the fuck. Actually, I don't know if it's cement. That's what it is in my mind. I've even seen pictures of it. I think it's like brick and cement. I think so. Um, upstairs, he had installed a few kitchenettes so that that's so the single moms could stay there. Like his, how his evil plan was at the beginning. He offered a room to Liz and told her that if she took the room, she would have to leave her husband, and implied that she would have to start prostitution. Um, from that room in order to stay there. Surprisingly, she declined. I don't know why you would turn down such a gracious and lucrative offer. Right. Like how ca- I-, I read it three times just to see if she really, if this was really true. You really turned that down? I'm just kidding. What kind of an asshole are you, Liz? I mean, all you God. had to do was leave your husband that you love. You get a free room and board, rape, 
You know, you just yeah. have to sling your pussy around to bring in a little bit of money. I mean, really, who turns that down? And Fred will tie you up. And you can tie him up. He doesn't offer that to just anyone. I mean, you're a special girl. You are. That's Fuck me, man. Or don't, because, <laughs> you know. Nope. Rose, though, she didn't like the idea of only having young women there. She wanted to have young men there, too, because she needed to have her fun. Because <clears throat> what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Ew. She won that argument and was allowed to, like, Fred was like, okay, fine, we'll move some men into the house, too. The first two tenants that they got to rent out, it was was a shared room that they rented. One of them was 18 years old, and his name was Ben Staniland, and the other one was Alan Davis, a.k.a. Dapper. Fred and Rose invited them out for drinks one night, and when they got back home, Rose got in bed with Ben and banged him. And then she got in bed with the other one, Dapper, and banged him. They were like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't even want to think about the amount of you. Like, did you um, really want to go swimming in her birth canal after somebody else shot their filth up inside her? Right. That's all I could think of. I'm so glad you had that same thought. I, was I like, mm-hmm. Dude, if you want to sleep with multiple dudes, great. In the same night, okay, I guess. But dudes that want to bang in somebody else's semen? No. Come on, man. It's like those, uh, like when people have uh, orgies or like those glory hole uh, thingies. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The first time somebody... <laughs> okay, hold on. Your, time out. Your wiggle that went with that was a little <laughs> bit disturbing. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh there's just, there's things that people, there are things that turn people on that I will never, ever understand, ever. No. And that kind of a thing, like sleeping with one man and then going to the next, and maybe he didn't know. He had to have known. Like He the, had to, the, they're in the same room. Had to have known. Yeah. And you're okay with slipping her the hot beef right after your dude just iced her fucking muffin i really? wonder i wonder iced her fucking muffin. <laughs> i'm never eating muffins again <laughs> no more glaze for me no more donuts <laughs> oh god like i doubt she ever wrapped it but i don't know because all the kids were supposedly friends if you're fucking that many people you've got to be able you've had to have been wrapped. I don't know. I don't know. Another I, question that never it, really got It was answered. the fucking 70s, dude. I don't think right. prophylactics and safe sex was really that big of a thing. Uh-uh. Like, I know they passed them out to military and shit when they were overseas. And they were like, dude, wrap your ding dong. Like, if you're going to go out and pickers. slay fucking prostitutes in Vietnam or wherever the fuck you're deployed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do us all a favor and stick your willy in a wrap. But I don't think that safe sex and using prophylactics was really that big of a promoted deal the mm-hmm. way it is now. But well, yeah, and the if I remember right, the knowledge of diseases then wasn't as big. It wasn't a well, big yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> Rose, that's all I have to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so moving on, moving along. Fred was dragging her further and further into his fucked up sex world. He was getting off on all of this. She absolutely fucking loved it. It wasn't anything that he had to force her into. She'd also realized that she had liked women, that she likes women now as much as she likes men. So Fred was super excited. He's like, win, 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 win. Because they had threesomes all the time and started adding bondage. 
Good. Good, good. <laughs> good. I'm so glad you've made it this far. They would drive around at night, again looking for a nanny mm-hmm. and a young lover for both of them. They had taken a small break while he was getting 25 Cromwell Street like habitable while he was busting ass getting all that ready. They weren't out picking up random chicks. And, you know, she had just had a baby, so maybe he gave her a little time off. I don't know. But they were ready to start bringing in their their ladies again. In October of 1972, they were out prowling when they found a 16-year-old girl named Carol Rain. Remember her name? We'll talk about her Remember later. me. Yeesh. Yeesh. They picked her up in front of a pub. They stopped and picked her up and asked her if uh, she wanted to be their nanny. Apparently, that was like a thing back then. Like, hey, oh, look, you look like a good nanny. Want to be a nanny? Sure, I don't fucking know you. Let's be a nanny. I don't get it. Well, so. Well, so. It's not like they had advertisements. It's not like they had the internet or, you know, findmeanani.com. I can't get over you saying advertisements. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I was like trying to keep my shit together. (laughs) Advertisement. Advertisement. Well, she said that they would have to ask her her mom and dad first. She's like, I really want to be your nanny, but you're going to have to ask. You're going to have to ask me, mom and dad first. (laughs) (laughs) And she was excited. She's always wanted to be a nanny and she was excited to have a job. The following Sunday, the West took their children to go meet Carol's mom and stepdad. They agreed, and Carol went to live with the West. They paid her three pounds a week, which equals $3.92 our monies. I was going to say Utah money, and then I was like, U.S. U.S. currency, not pounds. Yes, not pounds. But I don't, I didn't figure out the transfer. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's where that goes. I didn't figure out the transfer from 1972 to now, but either way, it was shitty. <laughs> it wasn't that much money. Fred clearly had some sort of sixth sense for people who had been sexually abused because Carol was abused by an older family member when she was six and then raped when she was 13. It's like... it's like, God, he's got a... He's like a fucking bloodhound. He can snip him out. Yeah. Jesus. That's no shit, too. Once she had moved in with the West, her boyfriend would stay the night and they would let them use the bedroom. You know which bedroom I'm talking about. To um, have sex. And Fred and Rose would watch through the peephole. Fred was excited to have a young sexually active woman in the house to teach his nasty ways to. Good job, Fred. You've done it again. (laughs) Oops, I did Did it again. again. She began having sex with the two young men that were renting a room from them. She was like, oh, not just my boyfriend. Look, there's other boys here. Let's bang them, too. Um, There was a lot of weed and other drugs going around the house because it was the 70s. Carol would later say that it was like the hippie era. So it was. That's what we do. That's what we do. It was normal. Everybody was free. Love everyone. Love who you want. Oh, free love. <laughs> Fred would tell her that he could perform abortions if she ever got into trouble. Like, Fred, stop. <laughs> really, dude? Can we stop with that conversation? I know. Rose would go in the bathroom while while Carol was taking a bath and would, like, stroke her hair and tell her how pretty she was. Obviously making her semi-uncomfortable because 
Rose and Fred and Rose took the uh, lock off the bathroom door. Oh, nice. Could you fucking imagine like just being in the bath and having somebody be like, let me stroke your hair while you bath. No, No, I'm going to need you to fuck off over there. Yeah. When my kids come in, if I'm in the bath, I'm like, you can get the fuck out right now. Out is the way you need to go. (laughs) Off is the direction in which you need (laughs) need to to fuck. fuck. (laughs) Well, and it's, it would be one thing if it was like your lover and you're taking a bath and they were trying to be all sweet and shit and they're in there like brushing your, because I've actually, after my surgery and shit, when I was all weak and whatever, Spencer actually came in and washed my hair for me and I thought that was really sweet. Oh, yeah. See, that's but, like one if thing. some like if I had if, dude when I was living in Salt Lake, if my roommate had come in there and been like, let me brush your hair while you scrub your ass. I'd have been like, get the fuck <laughs> out of the bathroom now. Do me a favor. Piss off. <laughs> Not in here either. Go somewhere else. Go <laughs> Use the other the bathroom. downstairs bathroom. <laughs> Jesus. After six weeks of being with the West, Carol said she wanted to leave. I can't. I don't even know how oh. the fuck she made it six weeks. Fuck. Rose kept telling her that they wanted her to take part in their gangbangs that they have. And she was like, all right, nope, fuck it. Nope, we're done. Uh, Rose didn't want her to leave, but Fred was like, fuck it, we can find another one. Because that was Fred's attitude about basically fucking everything. Uh, Basically fucking everything is what he did. um, Right? That was a very double-edged statement there. (laughs) (laughs) Carol ended up leaving and going back to her mom and stepdad. However, a few nights later, on December 6, 1972, while she was hitchhiking again, because she had hitchhiked, she would hitchhike to get home like three days a week or whatever, Fred and Rose picked her up again in their Ford Popular. Rose got in the back seat of the car with her for a chat. Right now, we're going to play a clip of Carol talking about what happened when she got into the back of the car. Check and see. Check and see if she, she's had sex. And with that, she grabbed my crutch. Fred pulled up on the grass verge and turned around in his seat and just kept punching me across the side of the head. And I, I was knocked out. Rose asked her if she had sex with her boyfriend that night. She said no. And Fred told her to go check... So she grabbed her in the crotch. Like, how, how the hell can you tell? I'm going to grab. Have you had sex? Let me see. <laughs> I think if you were to put your hand down someone's pants and give them an oil check. Well, yeah. If they came out with DNA on their digit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grown up enough for this. I believe that would be a way to know whether or not somebody had engaged in intercourse or if a woman had self-lubricated. Yes. Because that's not something you do just all fucking willy-nilly. You you actually need to be aroused to create your yes. sl- slug slime in slug order to... <laughs> for your snail stamp. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to be gooey. Well, but, but she just, like, grabbed it, like, on I top of her dude. pants. Like, boop, let I, me grab your And that pooch. makes no sense to me, because unless she's like, what, what did you think you were going to find? I don't know. Um, then Fred was like, what's her tits like? Okay. Fucking ew. Shut up. Her and Rose had a struggle in the back seat. 
uh, Rose was evil laughing and Fred and Rose were talking about like her vagina and her tits and like, what does this feel like? And what like, <laughs> can you fucking not? Yeah. Jesus. Fred ended up pulling over and he turned around, punched her in the mouth three times and or punched her in the face three times until she passed out. You're a big man, Fred. Did it make you feel good? Right. When she came. Did you feel fucking tough? Do you feel like a bigger man now? You know, I could understand if a chick like, because I've always been one of those people that I'm like, dude, don't go toe to toe with somebody that'll whip your ass. Because if you fucking like, if you swing on a dude and he swings back, because not all men don't hit. I know. And and I'm the kind of person that I'm like, hey man, you want equal rights, deserve equal lefts. If you're going to fucking thump on a dude and you get smacked back. You fucking started it. But if you're mm-hmm. just sitting there being all compliant, and you're getting a ride and you turn around and you get bashed in the face fucking three times. Dude, what the fuck? Right. Well, she wasn't being completely compliant with what they wanted, but well, still, I mean, she wasn't being an asshole. It's not like she punched him three times no. in the back of the fucking head. Yeah. God. Yeah. When she came to, her hands were tied behind her back with the scarf that she had on, and they were putting, like, that brown packing tape around her head. Oh, good. That'll be fun to get out of your hair. Oh, yeah. They drove back to Cromwell Street and looked around to make sure nobody was watching while they hauled the bound and gagged 17-year-old girl into their house. Good oh, job, God. you fucking piece of Where the of fuck shit. were their neighbors? That's what I'm wondering. Ugh. They took her into the special bedroom and told her that if she was quiet, that they would take the tape off. Fred ended up cutting the tape off of her face with a sharp fucking knife. Oh, good. She was sitting on the couch next to Rose and Rose kept trying to kiss her. She was like feeling her up and being all nasty. And Carol told her to stop touching her and to leave her alone. Like, like we all would. (laughs) Look, bitch, stop. I'm going to need you to promptly remove your mouth from my general vicinity. (laughs) Fuck off. Ew. Then, out of nowhere, Rose, like, made him tea. (laughs) That's just a fucking English thing, I've decided. Maybe after we have some tea, you'll let me... Have a cup of tea. (laughs) Let's have a cup of tea, and then you'll let me feel your vagina, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. yes that reminds me of gordon ramsay because like when he's talking he's trying to get people to agree with him he'll say something and then say yes and nod yes. And like <laughs> looks very good, good does it yes yes okay i guess <laughs> when carol finished her tea fred and rose undressed her tied and gagged her and took her to the bed mm-hmm. great yeah fred started examining her vagina like he was going to give her a pap smear like, oh. well, you know, he can perform abortions, so I don't know why he couldn't do a pap smear, you right. know? Like, you, you look just fine down here. Your cultures are great. <laughs> Fuck. Stop it. <laughs> Your cultures. <laughs> They're clean enough to bake bread. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> they were discussing her while they were putting their fingers inside her. She said that, <laughs> she said that Fred said that she had oh. chubby lips. And Fred, hold, Fred told her he could shave down her lips a bit and make the clit show more so that she would get more pleasure. Okay, Fred, I don't need your fucking advice about my vagina. Holy fucking toy box much? Yeah. Where she cut off her lips and shit? While they were down there, she was like afraid that they were going to pull a toy box killer on her and do a little surgery. But instead, okay, this is one of the parts where... Huh. 
Your mouth's going to get watery because the pre-puke slobbers. Rose held her legs apart while Fred got out a leather belt and started whipping her vagina. Uh-huh. He hit her about ten times, and once he was finished, Rose went down on her. Nice. Okay. fuck, man? All right. While Rose was doing that, Fred started banging Rose from behind. Um, She was able to see it all. Carol could see everything that was going on. She said Rose looked evil and Fred looked completely calm. Rose always seemed to look evil, though, from what I'm gathering. She had, like, this horrible evil look on her face. Rose left to go to the bathroom, and Fred then raped the naked girl. It only went on for a few seconds. Once he climaxed, though, he started crying and apologizing. And when Rose came back, he didn't mention the rape to her. So he just, like, did a secret quick rape while she went to the bathroom. And it only lasted a couple of seconds. Like, is... Okay, this is inappropriate as fuck, but I know we're all thinking it. How does he, like squirt that many times he just fucked rose do you think he did his thing in rose and then did his thing in her does he squirt that much or did he hold out because he knew fred went to sleep on the couch by her leaving her bound and gagged on the bed she tried to escape but she couldn't because she was like all tied up and she tried to like somehow she got over to the window but she was too big to go through it the way she was tied up she couldn't get out The next morning at 7 a.m., somebody knocked on the door. So she screamed, Carol screamed as loud as she possibly could to try to get that person's attention so they would come up and see what was happening. It pissed off Rose. So Rose puts, like, her pillow over her head so she doesn't have to hear it anymore. And Fred came back to the room and got, got mad at her, of course. He told her that he would keep her in the cellar and let his, quote, black friends have her. And when they were finished, that he would kill her. And bury her there. He also told her there were hundreds of girls already buried there. Jesus. Ew. Yep. I hate you, Fred. I fucking hate you, Fred. At this point, he rapes her again. She cried as he raped her, and then he cried afterwards. Which is something we've heard with him a couple of times, because the last one, that girlfriend that he was going to marry, mm-hmm. he raped her and laid back and, like, cried about it. Like, I don't get what's going on there. I don't understand it. I know there's somebody out there that's probably explaining it to us right now, but we can't hear you. You're a ghost. D- I don't know. Like, it, in, in, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. In my estimation of things, like what goes through my head is that he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he can't stop himself. And so he does feel some sort of remorse. Like if you're crying while you're raping somebody, and then once you climax, you actually weep. Like, yeah, you know what you're doing is fucking foul. Yeah. But you continue to do so because you have some weird twisted, like a like perverse addiction into what you're doing. Right. Yeah, that would be my that would be my guess as well. After that, they asked her to stay and be the nanny again. Oh, Jesus. However, she said yes, because she knew this was the only way she was going to have a chance at escaping. Because if she would have said no and they wanted to let her go, she probably wouldn't have been able to get out. They no. wouldn't have let her go. So she was like, I'm going to say yes. No, she yes. knows too much. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. So they think I'm going to stay here and then I'll escape. 
After that, they made her take three baths to get cleaned up and to get the sticky off of her hair because she had been taped, taped up. That's what I said. I'm like, oh, good. I'm fucking have fun getting that <laughs> out of your fucking hair. Right. Jesus. Uh, later, they were going to do the laundry. And I don't know if the laundromat was in their house or, or if they had laundry in their house or if they had to go to the laundromat. It wasn't very clear on on what happened there. But she went with them to go do the laundry. She waited until one of the other, one of the guys that lived there distracted Rose and she took off. She first went to her friend's house and told her friend what happened. And then she finally decided to go home, but waited until the next day to tell her mom and stepdad. They then obviously called the fucking police. But the police weren't very much help. They told her that if she was a virgin... That they could help her. But since she slept with so many people, it wasn't that important. Like, I don't give a fuck how many people that you've fucked. If you get raped, it's horrifying. It doesn't matter. Why it doesn't matter how many people that? you've slept with. Excuse me. My nose is running again. It's wanting. See, and that's what that's what frustrates me in a lot of different situation is, situations. So, if a person who's promiscuous actually becomes the victim of rape you get treated like a second class citizen when you go in to get help and you've been like hey i've been raped and they're Mm -hmm. like um yeah but you are promiscuous and you've been with a lot of men that doesn't make you a second class citizen that means i've been assaulted i need to make a report i need help right same thing with like if somebody has a drug overdose and goes to the hospital for help or somebody you know alcoholics or you know it doesn't matter like, they're still a human being. It doesn't matter. You right. help them. Yeah, exactly. Which they did end up sort of helping her after they shamed her. But Fred was arrested on December 9th, which was three days later of 1972, for her rape. When they asked Rose about it, she was like, no, that didn't happen. It, it was, no. But if the story is how it was really, how it's told in this book, she really didn't know about the rapes. She knew about her being bound and whipped and about their little thing they did with her, but they didn't, she didn't know that Fred had raped her the two times that he did. Mm -hmm. They asked if they could search the car. She said, yes. And in the car, they found a button from Carol's coat. They then searched the house where they found the roll of tape used to bind her along with a porn collection. Rose admitted to licking her business and Fred admitted to the assault, but Carol wouldn't testify against them and they ended up dropping charges. Do How do these people keep falling in piles of shit and come out smelling like roses? Because they scare the living tar out of the girls that they're doing it to. They don't want to end up murdered. They don't want to end up in the cellar for until his friends have their way with them and all the shit that he's threatening them with he doesn't they don't want that so they're like no never mind it helped that rose was now pregnant with their third child um they they like the two people that should never procreate are just like pumping babies out like a fucking pez dispenser just pow pow have a baby yeah and this made him like this painted them out to be a happy young couple in love even though he was 31 and she was fucking 19 like she was a young person all right, this is a puke warning. I even do you see brace this? yourself. Do you see the puke warning on my page? Yes, puke warning. Puke warning. 
it's this gets bad. This is the part that I had to close the book and walk away. And oh, you had to take a breather. And I don't have to do that often, but it's always when it has to do with kids. That's and, I've had to do that on a couple of cases where I'm just like, mm, all right, I'm gonna go watch cartoons. Yep. And my seven year old daughter was in the same room as me because she's got tonsillitis <laughs> because we have all the back to school germs now. And she was sitting there while I was reading this and I was imagining this, which will make more sense when I actually tell the fucking story. <laughs> Anna Marie was now eight and a half years old. We've uh, already talked about the West, how they believe it's their duty to get their girls ready um, oh. themselves. They have to get their daughters ready themselves. And he had soundproofed the cellar and decided that this was the perfect time to test out the seller on his own fucking daughter. <sighs> Fred and Rose took Anna Marie to the basement and sat her on the chair. She didn't know she, she didn't know what she was in there for. She but she got extremely nervous. Yeah. Rose hated her because she was just like her stepdaughter. She was like, "Nope, you're not mine. I don't like you." She was really fucking evil that way when it came to any of the stepkids. Obviously, because one of them's dead. Right. Well, and she wasn't even technically a stepkid, really, because Fred wasn't the daddy. Fred told Anna Marie to take her dress off, but she didn't do it fast enough for Rose, so Rose tore it off of her. They laid her on a mattress and tied her to a U-shaped metal frame that Fred had make had made. So her arms were out. She was like in an X shape, basically on this U-shaped metal frame. Rose sat on her like sat on her head because she was screaming like protesting because she didn't want to get tied up and rose sat on her to make her stop screaming and but that didn't even work so they gagged her with some ripped sheets that they had because they had ripped up sheets to tie up her arms and feet and they had extra so they decided to gag her with some she was told to shut up and do what she was told they told her that this is something that all loving parents do and they told her that they were getting ready, getting her ready for her husband when she gets older, and basically that they were doing her a favor by doing what they were getting ready to do. Fred then pulled out a little white vibrator and put it inside her. Later in life, when she talked about it, she said the pain was horrifying. She's fucking eight. It has to be horrifying at eight. And I just, horrible. I don't, uh, that's why, this is why the puke warning. She said Rose was scratching and rubbing her boobs, but she doesn't have any. It would be her chest She's area. She's eight. She's eight. She, does, she has nipples. Mm-hmm. Leave that baby alone. Yeah. Jesus, fuck. Anna, Mar- Anna Marie said the pain was so bad that she nearly passed out, which I could fucking only imagine. When they were finished, they left her tied up. They took the gag out of her mouth and left her in the cellar by herself. After a while, Fred and Rose came back back and did the same thing to her again fred told her that if she told anyone that um she would get a good hiding and they told her that all parents do this to their kids it's no big deal blah 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 like get the fuck over it like this is just a thing we do this to everybody like making her feel like an asshole because she was hurt and uncomfortable and scared rose untied her and laughed at her 
as she tried to walk away because she's been tied to this thing. So her arms and legs aren't working. She's in an amazing amount of pain because of what they did to her. And Rose is just sitting there laughing at her. Over time, he abused her until she couldn't fight back anymore. He was trying to make it so that Rose and Anna Marie were fighting over his attention. Like he wanted this to be his new young love. Um, he wanted to make sure neither one of them knew right from wrong. Rose, Marie, Rose was only about 11 years older than Anne Marie, so he was trying to groom them both to be what he wanted them to be. Two of the Frankensteins. No, Fred, stop. One of them is your eight-year-old daughter. I just don't even know how people can fucking let a thought like that roll past their fucking brain. And be like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to like read and and I can't even imagine them doing it. God. Anna Marie talks about the time that Rose had taken her to the cellar and tied her to the U-shaped contraption and just started punching her in the face. Then beating her with a leather belt and shoving the vibrator deep inside her. When Fred came home, she pleaded with him with her eyes. Like, she wouldn't say anything, but she'd be like, please help me, Dad. And it didn't work because he raped her anyway. On her ninth birthday, she fainted at the swimming pool and was taken to the hospital. The cuts and bruises were all over her, like, little chest area from where Rose was scratching her. And she told them they were because of an accident, and the nurses believed her and didn't do anything about it. What kind of accident leaves you scratched all over your breast region? Yeah, please tell me how we got. I don't know. They must have had some. She must have had a great story. Or if she was like, oh, I just had a a trip and fall. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. What? Fred started taking Anna Marie with him to do odd jobs. He kept a mattress in the back of his van just for the purpose of doing the things that he wanted to do with her. He told her not to tell Rose and gave her money to buy treats. Um, I'm going to read a part out of the book of what she would later say about it. So this is a quote. When my father did these things to me, there was almost a sense of affection about it. He would kiss me on the mouth, which I hated. It was almost as if I were his girlfriend, not his daughter. But it was the only kind of love I knew from him, and I never complained. I didn't mind keeping it a secret from Rose in a way it was something I had over her, something I knew that she didn't. How sad is that? It's so fucked up. It's really perverse. Yeah. Ugh. The things that Rose or that Anna Marie will say as we go throughout all of this are heartbreaking. Even later, there's a video of her later saying they're talking about the survivors and she's like, what about me? I'm a survivor. Rose abused the shit out of Anne-Marie. She would put her in a boiling bath and cover her with baby oil afterwards. <gasps> Just go ahead and lock that burn in. Uh-huh. God damn it. I know. That Fuck. that made me want to die just a little bit. Well, because you and I don't fucking do burns. Nope. I've had plenty, thanks. She would make her stand naked and take pictures of her so she could um, document her developing body. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Mm-hmm. She was made to believe that she deserved all of this because she was such a bad child. She always tried harder to make her dad and stepmom love her. 
But Rose didn't always, didn't only dish out the rough and violent sex, she received it. She liked to be tied up and hung and all kinds of shit. She loved, she loved getting gangbanged. That was her favorite thing. Like a gangbang was her favorite thing. And Fred said she would come home with bruises and deep cuts and all kinds of shit from being whipped from things that she liked. Because she liked it. I, I, dude, if it's what you like and it's consensual, great. But don't impose that on other people. Exactly. Don't make other, like, innocent, innocent kids. Pe- ki- I don't, kids especially, but adults, I don't even care. Like, if they don't want to participate, they should have that opt-out option. And it shouldn't ever be, like, imposed, implied, or offered to a child. Jesus Christ. Simple. Can we all just stand in a fucking circle, hold hands, and be like... These are the simple rules of life. Oh, fuck, man. Dude, right after I was, like, I got finished writing this, I went on Facebook and there was this child, um, I can't remember, psychologist type guy's page that I came across. And it was like, things that your child should know by the age of five. And it's consent things. Like, mm-hmm. nobody touches you here without, right. you know, yeah. nobody touches you there other than these, you know, to get a bath from your mom or whatever. Like, nobody does, whatever. And I was like, fuck, it's sad that that's a thing mm-hmm. that, you know, we have to put out. It's sad that people don't respect that and do that to kids. And then it's sad that these kids had to go through all this shit as, at any age. But to start out at age fucking eight... Mm-hmm. I'm going to puke again. Mm-hmm. I have that nasty belly. In their house on 25 Cromwell Street, they had a lot of guests. Some would live there and some would just stay there for a night or two. Because like we talked about before, Fred enjoyed fucking having guests. Fucking and having guests. <laughs> I mean, really, they, they, they went hand in hand. It, it worked out. Fucking having guests. Yes. Both. Yes. <laughs> Fred would get upset because he thought every woman should want to sleep with him first. Like, he had some delusion that everybody should want. Like, I need to get laid. Fred West. Yes. He's the one. I honestly, not even in my most desperate of days, would I have slayed Fred West. No. Grossioso. Okay, the first picture I ever saw of him was this which you guys can't see it, but it's the one where him and Rose, Rose is sitting on the couch and he's like bent over, um, like crouched down to her, I guess. I thought when I first saw it that she was his mom and he was like a Uh, small... A little person? Yeah, I thought he was a little person and she was his mom and that he was kind of slow. Like I thought he was the dozy one of the two. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What are these people? I don't ever want to learn about them. Oh, no. The, he was taller than I thought, but I still don't want to know anything about him. I think the first one I ever saw is the one that's on the front of the book where he's got that weird, creepy, mm-hmm, that one, that weird smile you. where he looks like maybe he took one too many quaaludes. Uh, mm. He's all fucking dumb looking. And yeah. that's probably a goddamn um, mug shot. I don't know. Uh-huh. Notice the flowers, and not flowers, the hearts on his sweater. <laughs> and yes, I said sweater. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get over that for a minute. There were always drugs in the house, and there was a member of an MC called the Scorpions that would often stay there as well. So we're going a little bit uh, 
Robert Picton. I almost said Piggy on that one. Fucking. Robert Piggy. Piggy. People were fucking all over in that bitch. And I mean fucking. I mean that in the both ways. Literal and figuratively. Yeesh. Fred said it was easier to tell you who Rose didn't fuck than who she fucked. That's how fucking whatever it was. But Fred was okay with all that. However, he said um, that one time he came home, found a guy asleep in his parlor who had fucked Rose, and he started choking him. Apparently, it's okay to fuck his wife, but don't fall asleep next to her. Okay. I don't know. I watched an episode of Real Sex one time about people that were swingers, and you're not allowed to um, orgasm in or on without permission. Oh. And most of them would prefer that you don't climax in them or on them. You have to, like, remove your genitalia from theirs and, like, put it on a sheet or a mattress or your own tummy. I don't know. Pull and, pull and whack? Yeah, I guess. Dude, <laughs> I don't fucking know. That makes sense, though. Like, there's, they gotta I, have appa- rules. Apparently, that's the, that is a step too far in, like, the intimate range. Like, apparently, only their partners are allowed to do that. Well, and and in theirs, it was not fall asleep in there, I guess. Fair enough. Early in 1973, early in 1973, a woman named Linda Goff went to stay at the house. She was only 19 years old. She was five foot three inches tall with a long, a long brown hair. Just one. Just one. (laughs) Just one long brown hair. I don't know why I can't talk anymore, but she has a lot of long brown hair. Just one. Just one long hair. Uh, She had lost lost the tip of a finger and had a chipped front tooth in a childhood accident, so she wore a dental plate. This dental plate is going to come in very fucking handy later. So remember, dental plate. Linda Goff. She came into the house to stay with Ben Staniland because she was his girlfriend. She had a big sexual appetite as well, and she started banging Ben's friend. Like, Ben's friend is lucky because he pulled in the ass and then just passed it on to him. Like, I know you can't get your own ass, but I'll get you some after I fucks it. You can fucks it. It is so gross. I know. All the grosses. No. So many grosses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need signs, like on popsicle sticks, so I can be like, yuck. No. No way. <laughs> like, just hold up a little sign, like uh, Wiley Coyote. Thank you. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Linda and Rose became friends. They were, like, the same age and both liked to fuck. By spring, Rose was banging her. Linda decided that she wanted to stay there permanently, permanently, and Fred was all for it, of course, because his wife is getting some lady-on-lady sex that he was super into. She was young, pretty, had big titties, and a skinny body. So, at that point, she was, like, basically built exactly like Rose. However, all the rooms were rented out, so he offered her a position as the nanny. More nannies, more nannies, more nannies! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know. Oh, fuck, sorry. I didn't mean to make that like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, <laughs> but it worked out. Made it 25 Cromwell Street for a nanny position made just for you. It's time. Oh my God. And then you just like, I, I want to hear like, <laughs> new nanny. Like, yeah. what in the fuck, man? I don't get it. I, 
I don't know. Fred took her to her parents' house to get her stuff, and while they were gone, she left. Er, while they were there, the parents were gone, so she just left him a note saying that she would visit soon, but didn't tell him where she lived. She was like super into black magic and really wanted to bathe in a virgin, virgin's blood, a virgin, a virgin's blood, and drink a virgin's blood and all this other shit. The three of them experimented sexually quite often now. Fred would help her carry out her crazy fantasies that she had. Because he was like, yeah, this is new shit that I don't know. Let's do it. Now, how she died is unknown for sure. Fred said they were doing some of her fantasies and had hung her upside down. And it was all her idea. However, it is believed that she was hung upside down by Fred and rose against her will. It's believed that she was hung and sexually abused by not only the West, but my, by many other people as well. It's also believed that she died from all of the torture that they put her through while leaving her hanging upside down for days. At one point, Fred said that she was getting unbearable, so he put a rope around her neck and strangled her. He told, but he told a bunch of bullshit stories. Like you could never get the right fucking story out of Fred, because it was lie, lie, lie. Do you want to be my nanny? That's all you have to be is my nanny. No, apparently nanny means something different. <laughs> um, uh, according to Fred West, it must have a dual meaning. You have to nanny his dick or something. I don't know. <laughs> What's the difference between jelly and jam? <laughs> Yes, you'll find out. What we do know about her is that once she died, her body was dismembered, including being decapitated as all the others had been. She had surgical plaster over her mouth that was covered by brown packing tape that was wrapped around her head completely to gag her. She had ropes and strips of fabric like in all different places on her, what was left of her when they found her. They think that he cut her head off while she was still alive, too, because, you know, like we talked about it before, how it was believed that he was cutting their heads off mm -hmm. while they were alive so that they could drain all the blood out so there wasn't blood everywhere else. But Dude, I'm telling you, that comes from working in those fucking yeah, slaughterhouses. And that's where he learned it is mm -hmm. when he was doing, doing the slaughtering. He didn't dig a grave for her like he had the other three. He dismembered her body. He, and he put her through like this little vent like slat thing that he had in the back of the cellar, which went into an inspection pit under their garage. It was like an old ass garage that they didn't really use. And so he just like. I don't like the word inspection pit. I didn't either. I was like. I don't know uh, why that makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't like it. Pit. But so he just put her through like those slats and she went in there and threw her dental plate in there as well. I remember the dental plate. <laughs> <laughs> he went through the house and stole whatever money she had in the house because we all know that Fred liked to steal all the things. He and Rose went through all of her stuff, keeping what they wanted and discarded the rest. So Linda's parents had gotten worried because it had been so long since they'd actually heard from her. They were able to find out that she had been at 25 Cromwell's, 
I'm rare. I'm not the only one. No. I'm rubbing you know off on you. You know what pissed me off is last night I was watching documentaries and there was one specifically in the UK and I got frustrated because I was having a hard time listening to the guy and he just sounded like a fucking marble mouth, like uh, the fucking mush mouth from like Fat Albert. Just hate her. <laughs> and I kept having to fucking rewind it so I could like hear what he was saying. And I'm, I asked Spencer, I was like, what the fuck did he just say? And he's like, marble mouth motherfucker. I'm not <laughs> sure. And I was like, damn it. So they knew that she had actually been at 25 Cromwell Street. And so in May, her mom went to the West House looking for, of course, slimy ass Rose in all of her fucking stupid doziness told her that she had moved on. Okay. I but, don't know where she's at. Um, she she's left. moved on. Uh, oh, yeah? Huh? How, how did she move on? Because move on almost sounds like pass on. And then I immediately think of like, I'm sorry, she moved on. Moved on to where? What? Huh? Mm. Could you be a little <laughs> bit more specific? But here's the fun part, though. And this is what makes me giggle is Rose was Larry Laring. <laughs> sorry, it's my fault. Like, I pushed it on to you. I gave it's that paper. <laughs> Blame it on the paper. It's a clipboard. D- don't- don't touch the paper. It's cursed. It's cursed. You put ours where they don't go. <laughs> yeah, but so do they. Have you ever heard some of the words right? that they fucking say and they just like add end an R? with R. End it with an R and you're like, yeah. but why though? Hallelujah. Gee, what? <laughs> so anyway, Rose was wearing Linda's cardigan and slippers when she was talking to Linda's mom. And a bunch of her clothes were on the line as well that had been washed and are now sitting out there to dry. Hmm. Rose just told her Lydia had left them there. So, her parents told a neighbor, who was a police officer, about their visit to Cromwell Street, but they never actually reported her as missing. Riddle me that. Like, you go there, she's, quote, moved on. They're wearing her goddamn... Sorry, they're wearing her goddamn clothes, and and the rest are on the fucking clothesline. Right. So they just kind of hoped that, you know, she would make her way back home, which I don't get that. No. Why Why would you go looking for it and then just be like, ah, oh, well, enjoy those slippers. You look really nice in that cardigan. I sure hope she finds her way home. I'm going to go let the cops know I was here, but we're not going to do anything about it. Like, huh? we found her shit, but we didn't find her. Huh? No. All right. No, ma'am. Report her missing. You don't know where the fuck she is. Report her missing. I don't care. If, my, if I hadn't seen my adult child or heard from them in a week... And they weren't returning my calls or texts or anything. I would probably 72 hours. I'd give them 72 hours. Right. And then I would call for police. Or I'd start calling their friends and be like, hey, have you seen so-and-so? Fred and Rose told the eight young men that were lodging there that Linda hit their oldest child. And they weren't having that, so they fired her. And they all believed them. And they just scooted on with their lives. Did they not see them beating the fuck out of their own kids? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did they go down into that creepy little fucking room? Or did they not know that their child was fucking weeping in pain downstairs in that little torture chamber? Mm. Mm. I don't like it. Well, that summer, the police showed up to the house and it wasn't to investigate. Investigate. It wasn't to investigate Linda's disappearance, though. It was for drugs. Yeah. Never mind the fucking clothes that she left behind. I heard there's drugs here. It worked out for Fred because he charmed the police so well that they thought he was harmless and it was just the lodgers that were doing the wrongs.
Rose would actually stay out late at night and help him build this new addition to the home. So no longer a garage. Now they've got this bathroom. Built it while being super pregnant with their third child together as a couple. Oh, good. Yes. So Rose subsequently gives birth to their first son, their third child, but their first son in 1973. They named him Stephen Andrew West. <laughs> His initials are saw. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Well, funny enough, he found out his ex-lover, Margaret McAvoy, also had his son back in 1966, and his name was... Stephen! Stephen! <laughs> I'm thought of the same thing. Stephen! Do you know why there's a dollar on my head? Because <laughs> it's all you can eat for under a buck. <laughs> Why are we the way that we are? I Have you seen know. him when Stevon tries to smash? I laugh. I laugh. They are the cutest fucking couple. I know. Help. Helen smash. <laughs> my vagina. I love my vagina. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Okay, so back at the ranch. The reason he found out is because Margaret tracked him down looking for child support. She also wanted to keep him from time to time. Wanted... Fred, and Fred to keep him from time to time. I'm sure she wanted a break, but that's not where you want to leave your child. No, ma'am. He agreed because he didn't want to be investigated by child services or like ORS, like the Office of Recovery for yeah. Child Support and shit. I mean, he's got way too many secrets fucking buried away in that basement. There are literally too many skeletons in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> literally too many. <laughs> Margaret was on her way to a nervous breakdown. Like, she's yeah. fucking frazzled. She's been doing this too long by herself. Take the kid. Here, take the kid. So, Fred and Rose kept Stephen, number one, which was born in 66, <laughs> for six months. He hadn't really been parented. He was seven years old, still wore diapers at night. Anna Marie tried to, like, teach him how to read and write properly. So, it sounds like he's probably as smart as Fred, only less evolved because his mom probably... I mean, if the kid is seven years old and he's still wearing diapers at night, she clearly hasn't put in the fucking footwork to potty train him. If he can't read and write by age seven, even, like, minimal things... Right. Because, let, let's face it, like, Addie is... Yeah. Five? Five. And can write pretty goddamn well. Yeah. So at seven, if you're still wearing a diaper and you can't read or write, it's pretty obvious that you've been neglected. Well, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just making the the correlation. The correlations. The two. My daughter is seven. She reads Harry Potter, and this kid can't even write. Exactly. Well, moving forward. Yes. Proceed merrily forward. Except it's not. It's not really all that. It's merrily. not very merrily. It's, it's not all. Merrily. It's pretty fuckety uppily. Uh, yes, because he was then abused like Anna Marie because Rose doesn't like stepkids. No, man. Apparently, she encouraged the children to watch Fred and Rose bang. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Including poor little seven-year-old Stephen West. Stephen, who doesn't know these people. Right. And no, they're like, he's... come in our room and watch us fuck. Uh, um, no? I'm what? I'd rather just finish my snack over here. I'm just going to take my snack pack and go outside Cape. Thanks, Rose's father started stopping by and visiting often to bang his daughter. Like this. Okay. Did you hear what I just said? Not only are they encouraging their children to watch them bang and bring them into the bedroom, but now grandpa is swinging in 
to uh, bang on their mom. Grandpa just came over to bang mom. He'll be finished. Like, once you hear him screaming, that's when you know they're about finished. And they'll I, be down I, I really that. like, just, can we not with that shit? Grandpa's swinging by on the regular. Rose's dad is swinging by on the regular to uh, smash Papa's with his daughter. And obviously was a frequent flyer of 25 Cromwell. He and Rose craved each other and the relationship with Fred was getting stronger as well. I'm so sorry, but when you say things like they craved each other in that book, fucking nasty. That's so fucking foul. (laughs) Um, Not only that, his big brother John had had been visiting as well. Jumping to the fall of 1973, Stephen McAvoy's mother wanted him back. All right, I'm cool. I want my kid back now. I'm breakdown over. Okay, so now that I've got all my nuts and bolts back in one piece, I need my kid back. Well, Fred and Rose decided they wanted to keep him, so they ignored her requests. But why did I don't get why they wanted to keep him? Because Rose fucking hates him. He's another mouth to feed. Like, does he have too many secrets? Is that why they don't want to give him back? I don't know. know. I, I'm sure that that poor... Well, I mean, he, if he was encouraged to go in the bedroom and watch them while they were engaging in intercourse, God only knows what else he saw in that house. And at that particular juncture, he probably had seen and like heard stuff from the other kids. And now he probably does know too much. Yeah. Because so they're ignoring the request and Margaret had to literally break in and steal this kid back. Mm-hmm. Ew. I can't even... Know. She had to abscond with her own child. Which I would, too, but I would have never given him to that piece of fucking dog shit. Yeah, but, d- I mean, d- did did Margaret really know? I doubt it. No. Like, you you can't... Uh, you would assume, one would assume, I would, that you wouldn't leave your child in the care of somebody, like even their father, if you knew what kind of a fucked up, audacious person he was. But I'm sure that she showed up and was like, yo, this is your kid from, you know, back in the bang day. And here, <laughs> take him. Back in the bang day. Back in the bang day. And here, take him off my hands because I'm about to freak the fuck out. And God only knows if I'm going to end up in the fucking nut hut. And so here. But, you know, if... If you knew that this person was abusive towards his child, whether it was mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, it doesn't matter. And some of the things that they were engaging in, you know, Rose sleeping with her father or being a prostitute, you wouldn't just show up with your child and be like, oh, here, keep him anyway. I'm going crazy. You take him. You've got a bunch. Yeah, no shit. You obviously know how to do this. Here you go. I'm, I'll be back. <laughs> there goes that Southern accent again. I know. Mike, uh... Adam sent me a message the other day, and he's like, why are all of your bad people Southern? And I'm like, because it's all I got. (laughs) If I want to change my voice in any way, that's the first, that's the go-to. I also have British. I don't know why I don't use that on here, because... Dude, my go-to for, like, evilness is always Russian. (laughs) She breaks in, snatches her baby, bails. With all the partying that's going on in the house, Fred has realized that girls from the children's home were easy to snag. Okay, can just collectively, do we all want to gag at the same time and get it over with? (laughs) Children's home. Yeah, because they're all broken. They're all looking for someone to love them. This is how he found Carol Ann Cooper, a.k.a. Kaz, and she was 15 years old. She was on a weekend pass from the children's home when Fred found her. So with her, she, her mom died when she was four, and... Then she went to live with her dad, who remarried, and I guess just decided he was done with her because when she was 11, or no, she was 13, 
They took her to the children's home. Who fucking does this? <laughs> like, I, I, you just want to fucking start over with your new bride and your 11-year-old daughter is no longer a puzzle piece that fits into your fucking perfect dynamic? I'm sorry, you giant gaping asshole of a man. Right. and That's when, not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. When I'm reading these books, I'm like, okay, people say times have changed. I don't think they have. I think the reason, the only thing that has changed in times is communication. Now we know about it when it happens. Like Facebook, internet, you know, all that shit. That's the only fucking difference because these people were fucked up the fuck up and this was happening before i was born not very far before i was born but before i was born but uh, (laughs) moving on (laughs) it's actually believed that fred stalked this little girl kaz for quite some time before he actually approached her she met fred on a bus hmm Hmm. what's with him and fucking buses i don't know dude she was supposed to be going to her grandmother's house but she never made it somehow his charm made that a very short little bus ride for her. There goes that uh, that blue-eyed gypsy charm. With the snake tongue. Ugh. <laughs> what? How does that go again? <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. I'm a sneaky little slivery little snake. I'm slithering <laughs> through your garden trying to catch me a mouth. <laughs> Just a snake. You're you my mouth. My tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the Laura Cleary version of that? No, that makes me very nervous. Like, oh, yes, it did. oh, no, you don't need to do that. No. <laughs> I'm a snack. I'm a snack. I yeah. used to do that to Spencer. I'd get like really close and do it to his ear and just be like, oh, <laughs> I'm a snack. And he's like, God damn it. Get out of my fucking ear. <laughs> you are not a snake. Back off. <laughs> You're not a snack. You don't eat mice. Well, I, I hate i am I, not I, a mice i hate me to pieces because i'm a snake <laughs> <laughs> just a sneaky little slithery little snake <laughs> My cheeks are, i'm not even making noises I'm so <laughs> all right get it together we gotta finish this cats was so starved for love and affection that she would literally cling on to anyone who would give her that. His story was that they banged out behind an old pub. Right. Mm-hmm. And he told her to get dressed so that they could go back into the light, and she wanted to bang again, so he agreed. Dude, this guy must have had a recovery time of, like, That's what 30 I'm seconds. Saying. He can just, like, bam, bam, bam. Just squirt, squirt, squirt. Literally. Oh, okay, all right, Angel. Oh. I'm just... Mm-hmm. I just thought I... Oh, my God. I, okay, I, I can't keep this to myself. I just thought of what Fred West's O face might look like. I can't with this shit. Mm, I had to share that with everybody. If I'm living in this hell, you've got to too. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Gross. No, Fred, no. Was it the oh? oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna video that. Oh. Just that stupid mouthful of fucking teeth like he's been chewing on rocks his whole life. Like on uh What's your number? Um, <laughs> the the puppet guy. Yeah. I can't even think of what his He's name like, is. Andy Samberg. Yeah. But he was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Jesus. So they bang again. And she said, but this is, this is going to cost you more. And he was like, what the fuck? And she said, if he didn't pay, she was going to scream rape. So he hit her straight over without even thinking about it. 
I don't know what hit her straight over me. Like cold cocker, just like bat. That's what I figured. Later, he blamed Rose for this entire situation. This is where he took her body to the house, cut it up in little pieces like he does, because, you know, he enjoys that sort of shit, dug a hole, and buried her in the fucking cellar. Blames Rose. Everything is Rose's fault later. Like Uh, Everything. All of it. Saying he took her home that night and he didn't know how, she got into his house, but she was there the next day. He said Rose always had chicks there. Wasn't me. It was Rose. Yeah. She went out. She got her. Well, yeah, he says he banged her, but then he, like, left her, and then Rose had her back in the next day or some shit. Yep. Like, what? Oh. Yeah. Okay. No. No. That's not how this works, Fred. It just, you're so stupid, you cannot even come up with a decent story. Or stick with one. Or stick with one. Write it down. Read it <laughs> once he a needs, day. Like, <laughs> he needs a fucking journal, so yeah. he can be, like, with, like, tabs. Like, yeah. this person, what lie did I tell? Yeah. <laughs> This is who I told this. Okay, who did I tell what to? Yes. More than likely, she died just as Linda had, upside down, being tortured, raped, until she died. Mm -hmm. Um, She had the same missing bones as the other girls. And it was believed that she was still alive when she was actually beheaded. So that they could drain her of... They could exsanguinate the bote. And I think that I forgot to put in there that Linda's bones were missing too, like the same hands and feet, the forty yeah. bones or what the fuck ever. Yeah, the way that like yeah. the way that they were actually dismembered and there were there were shitsies missing. Yeesh. When detective showed Rose her picture twenty years later, she began to cry, almost maybe like she was there and she did know and she remembered. I don't get that. Like, could Rose just turn on the waterworks? Because I don't you know, know that bitch it, didn't have feelings. Or was it, you know, she remembered the murder of the girl who just wanted, like, she just wanted to have love to and affection. Loved, and, yeah. you know, she wanted that attention that she never got before. And I, I'm assuming, well, I'm not, a, I am assuming, but I know for certain that a little girl that's 15 years old whose dad fucking threw her away like an empty milk jug and she finds this much older man that's paying attention to her fucking daddy issues are some real shit. Mm-hmm. And I know many people have them, including me, up until the last, like, few years. I did have daddy issues. Like, I had trust issues. I didn't, like, I don't know. Anyway, the point being, it would have been really easy for her to fucking sack her just based on that merit alone. So, Fred and Rose, um, with their sex obsession getting out of control, their 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 son, Stephen, later explained it like this. Dad saw sex in everything. You could never get away from sex. If he went for a walk in the park with the dogs, he would see people at it on park benches, even though none of us could ever see anything. He would say that girls had run out at him waving their knickers in the air or that they'd begged him to make love to him on the side of the road. He was obsessed with sex. Dad was never discreet. Mom never wore underwear. And the first thing that he did when he came home was to stick his dirty hand up her skirt and smell it. Our parents didn't care. They didn't give a damn. It was like making a cup of tea for them. <gasps> Can you imagine oh. Rose's nasty, worn-out snatch with no undies, and he's just going to jam a dirty hand up that thing when he gets home from work? And then smell it in front of his children. <sighs> oh, Rose. What is that? It's her underwear. What is that intoxicating smell? <sighs> Cat Rose. piss. Smell <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I there's so many things going soupy through my clam head juice. Right now. Yep. You want to smell Rose's snatch? It, that smells on my fingers all day. Scallops that have turned. Day. Day. Weeks ago, I don't know. 
fuck. Fred was very open about all of the sex, but as his daughter May would later say, he was never happy. Nothing, nothing Rose did was right. He said he was happy with her, you know, being a prostitute as long as she didn't enjoy it. That's so she, she could go and she could be a prostitute, but you're not allowed to enjoy having sex with these other people. However, he was okay with having other dudes in the house that she was allowed to sleep with, and it was okay for her to enjoy sex with them. But she liked, like... She uh, liked all of it. Uh, yeah, and he loved that she liked sex as much as he did. Well, and if he thought she was enjoying it, he would go upstairs and punch her. Yeah. So, if you're, if you're on the clock and you're being paid, you're not allowed to enjoy work. Don't even make it seem like that you like it because I'm going to barge in and I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth. Which is really weird because before he wanted her to be very loud, like be very vocal. Right. And he would watch and shit. So where was the turning point that, that he no longer, yeah. yeah, that he no longer cared for that kind of thing? I was wondering that <clears throat> very thing. Very odd. So like what? Did she have to be fake loud and fake noisy so that he could get off or? I don't know. Or did it change at some certain point? Like right. When May got older that he didn't want her to enjoy it. I don't know. I don't know. But they used Anna Marie as a guinea pig for all their weird, crazy sex shit. They would tie her up in different ways to see which was, like, the most painful. And once they got her tied up, Rose would put objects in her. Yeah, like, object rape her. Well, she's nine now. She's nine now. Object rape her and encourage Fred to rape her. I don't like it. No, nobody does. Like, in the grand scheme of things, if I could start a fire in the prison in which Rose West is held and only her cell be engulfed in flames and completely incinerate everything in there, I totally would. Mm-hmm. So they worked as a team and they had a bunch of dark secrets together. And I think that's maybe like, that was all they really bonded over. They didn't bond over their kids, obviously, obviously. because, you know, when she was making a baby, she got left in the hospital for four fucking days while he's railing on the neighbor and the other two kids are left home fucking starving to death. And dirty as it's shit. Dirty as shit. So it's not like they bonded over creating a family. They didn't bond over being intimate or sharing, you know, hobbies, interests, that kind of thing. Well, because they didn't have anything that they just shared together besides the knowledge of murder. And sex. That was literally all they had. they didn't even share sex with just the two of them. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they did in some situations. But for the most part, it was, you know, weird fucking threesomes. Or I'm going to watch you bang other dudes. Or, you know, you can watch me. I'm going to watch you go down on this poor girl that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So somewhere along the, somewhere along the line... The only thing they really had in common at this particular juncture is they have all of these dark, dark secrets. Murder, rape, incest, gangbangs, sadomasochistic sex. I mean, you pretty much name it, they've done it. And she, what I don't, yeah, what's in my head the most is how much she loved the sadomasochistic sex. She absolutely, it was like her favorite thing. She liked being hurt. So when she was doing stuff to other people that hurt them, she, in her fucked up brain, I bet she thought they liked it because she likes it. If she wasn't doing anything to them that she didn't want done to her in her mind, from, I mean, in my opinion. uh, And I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's one of those things just because you like it doesn't mean other people are going to like it. Right. It's like, what, what is some kind of food that you don't like? And I'm like, here, eat it. I like it. So you should. Yeah, that's like me coming to your house and being like, here's a bag full of avocados. I know you don't like them, but you're going to eat them all. And you're going to like it because I'm going to shove them all down your fucking throat because that's how I like to eat mine. (laughs) (laughs) So all of this together was so deadly that it 
turns it has already turned into something that's so believe like unbelievably horrifying that this is where we're gonna leave you oh <laughs> because shit gets worse it but this is does. this is where we are going to leave you um there's gonna be at least one more part of these little cunts if not two because there's so much fuckery to cover there is and i thought that maybe we would finish it because i sort of told the lie which i didn't mean to tell a lie because i thought we would finish it with one more big episode until i started reading this other book that has all of the things that the other one doesn't so we're just gonna share with you all of the nasty fucking shit that they did i mean hey just as an fyi this was a patreon requested episode it was we did not pick this (laughs) motherfucker We, we did not pick this i'm just saying This was a request. Yep, and we're giving you all the gory, nasty details. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. In the future, if people ask me which one fucked with my head the most, this will be it. (laughs) I don't like it. So. So So, you see see us, sir. So so you see us, sir. So. We're going to give a great big shout out to our examinators, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn, and Sharon Hoffman. Thank you guys so much for being our Patreons. Thanks for the money. Thank you. Thank you for the money, because now we're getting more stickers. Yes. What the fuck just came out of my mouth? I don't know, but I oh, liked it. All right. Cool. All right. Mary. Also, if you guys want to go and get some merch, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com. And you can... F- oh, sorry. We should announce a, a, a party. It's not a party. Oh, we are going to be holding a touch of a contest. Contest, that's the word. It's like party, but I couldn't <laughs> fucking say it. So the gory gals of the Color Me Dead podcast would like to hold a concast. Con- con- a con- We're going to have a concast. Of a party. Going- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we are going to hold a contest. And it is going to be for graphic designs for Color Me Dead. If you have any artistic abilities and you want to see something on a sticker, it could be a twist on our logo. It could be some of our catchphrases. It can be pretty much anything. You can submit those to colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. We're going we're gonna to start it here directly. And when we do, we're going to post it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, winners will be chosen probably towards the end of October. Yeah, let's give them a good, we'll give you a good month to get this um, shit and, and maybe even longer because I know that we're coming up into the holiday season and I want to make sure that we give people a, a long stretch to put some things together. And um, we do need some of these designs to be transparent so that if we put them on merchandise for you guys, um, we can put them on multicolored. Yeah. So give us an original and a transparent. Yeah, the, the winner, background transparent. Yeesh. The winner of said contest is going to get a pair of Studio Sweden headphones and a shirt. Yay! And not only will we give you a shirt with our logo on it that we've already had, we are going to use your design, order new stuff, and you will get that design on merch. Perfect. Stickers stickers and such. And if you're okay with it, we are going to post like our favorites on... Uh, threadless so you can get any of the designs right any of our of our favorites we'll we'll narrow it down to like a top five maybe or if we like them all fuck it like what's it gonna hurt to upload them all nothing nothing 
And then we'll, we'll first place gets a nice little package, and then the runners up will also get a little something, something. Yeah, we'll send you a little something, something. A little, little something sweet for the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Uh, if you guys want to find us on social media, you can find us at Color Me Dead Podcast on Instagram. Sure. I was, I just fucking, I was like, Forrest Whitaker, I forgot what I was doing. I know, and I went totally blank with you. I was like, I I hope you figure out what you're trying to say. (laughs) I hope your fucking brain relays that to your mouth real quick. You, boy, you got a pretty mouth. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, So if you want to find us on Instagram, it's Color Me Dead Podcast. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, it's Color Me Dead Pod. And you can find us on Facebook at Color Me Dead Podcast. And we also have the Color Me Dead group. Uh, if you are super cool about wanting to get involved with everything that Color Me Dead has to offer, we also have the CMD Keto Motivation for all of us that are dieting and trying to make lifestyle changes. And Wish us luck. <laughs> pray for us. <laughs> pray um, for us. The carbs are about to go out of my life. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, if if I suddenly snap at anybody and call you a cunt liquor, I apologize in advance because I'm about to take the sugar back out of my diet. Um, it's because I was hangry. I was, I'm sorry, I was hungry. So we also have Color Me Still Here, which is a fan-created Color Me Dead page for survivors of domestic and relationship abuse, both mental, emotional. Anything, any kind of support from yep. any kind of relationship that may have been harmful or... Right. whatever because we to you. if you're if you're a new listener and you're starting to tune in now uh we are big domestic violence advocates and survivor advocates and we have held meet and greets and we've taken donations from a lot of people and just so you guys know um we did raise just a little over 375 dollars that was made in a donation and then anything that was left over like the hats and and little kid boots and stuff like that we actually donated that straight to the women's shelter you know, like we said, maybe we'll do that again in the future. But I think what would be fun in the future is just like have everybody make like bug out bags or yeah. toiletry bags and go donate them like locally in the name of Color Me Dead or Color Me Still Here. We also have our Color Me Dead book club. Yes. So maybe don't sexually molest, rape and torture your children. And stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.